baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Kathy Barnett is in the house, National Grassroots Director at Team Vivek Ramaswamy, homeschool mom, local suburban mom of Philadelphia, a veteran, and 2022 Republican Senate candidate. I know many of you are so thrilled that Kathy is here in the house. You have a lot of support and a lot of love here, Kathy Barnett. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be in studio with Don. So what do you want to talk about? I'm all yours. Oh, I don't know. There's nothing going on. I know, It's right? a shame we have to talk about, you know, down the shore. But no. Uh, so this is exciting. And we've, uh, you know, in the past during your Senate campaign, which you rocked it, it was essentially it was almost a three-way tie and and oh it was oh we were about to win that right we were about to win it we had already passed mccormick we had left him in the dust and i was on the heels of um dr oz and there was nothing but a surge of momentum behind we all know what happened and i've gone there (laughs) and you all have called in believe me we all had to we had to go through i don't know it was almost like grief you know, it, was. It, it was like a a, <laughs> a grieving moment. it was it was and we we ranted about it for a while but we're over that yeah. and that's just it and i and i want to say that that a lot of time and especially in this economy we have to reinvent ourselves and the, there's the saying kathy and i know you're a woman of faith and a mom of faith and a wife of faith as well sometimes you know you don't understand why something happens right. But it's not how you're knocked down. It's how you get back up. And wow, here you are in a na- as the national grassroots director of a major campaign. And it reminds me a little bit of that campaign where nobody even thought no. you had a shot. Exactly. And, right? Yeah. I mean, like you're absolutely correct. And I could see it when I would go and talk to people and say, I'm running for U.S. Senate. And they'd be like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like her. But um, and it's the same thing with Vivek. I was the first person he brought onto his team. And I remember when we walked into New Hampshire and, you know, because that's one of the first, um, that's one of the early states that the uh, voting states. And it was literal, literally Vivek, myself and one other person across the table, Vivek, myself, two people um, sitting in someone's living room. Right. And now it is standing room only. The surge is mm-hmm. real. It is not something that is going to fade away. Uh, it is very, I mean, it, it, it. It, it is truly indicative of what I saw in my own race. And now Vivek is experiencing it as well. And I'm really excited. But let me go back for a minute to what mm-hmm. you were saying about, you know, uh, you know, like we don't understand why things happen as they are yeah. or, 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 or how they did. You know, my, my perspective has always been I just want to know what is my purpose? Where am I supposed to be? And to the best of my ability, I want to walk in the center of what my purpose is, right? And I've always said it, the results are not mine. I'm not in charge of the results. And I would tell the people all the time that, you know, um, 
it's really up to you. I'm not begging for this position, mm-hmm. but I have done everything I could to make sure that the that the people of Pennsylvania knew that they had a better option. But the results were ultimately theirs. And I remember after it was all over, the primary was over. And I remember having this come to Jesus moment. It was as clear as you are talking to me right now. I could hear this voice that's just asked me a question. So are you going to be bitter now? (laughs) Are you that bitter woman? And I remember just having this come to, you know, like just this pause of and making a very concerted decision. Mm -hmm. I will not be bitter. I will continue to move forward. The reasons I got into politics in the first place are still there. I love my country. It has gone off the rails. We are in a very, it's it's an upside down world, topsy-turvy world in which we're living in. And I still earnestly believe that it's going to take not the political elites who get us off this edge, but it's going to take people like you and I just everyday individuals say, what more can I do? And I want to get to something because I know that you spoke, you were asked to deliver the invocation and the the prayer opening prayer recently at the moms for Liberty um, convention and summit here in Philadelphia, which got some, I think a raw deal with coverage, quite frankly, was a beautiful moment in which I think then you, you received a standing ovation (laughs) ultimately, but, for women who are conservative, and, and it's important if you're, and Kathy, I have so many moms come up to me or DM me or email me and say, thank you, because right now I feel like I'm alone. Yeah. And that's, and if you're listening right now, and I know you're in Chester County, you're in Bucks County, or, you know, you're in Monco, you're in Philadelphia, and you feel isolated and you feel like, oh my goodness, I would never say I'm a conservative woman or I'm a conservative with these values. Right. right, that are not progressive, or maybe you're li- you're listening or watching on the YouTube app or the YouTube or Odyssey app, and you're an American who's listening to this. Th- Kathy, I try to say this daily that we, as conservative women, need to say, "Hey, you're with us. It's okay. You got to come out, yeah, and and don't remain in silence and don't feel like, oh no, I'm going to get canceled out. I'm afraid." It's time they hear us roar. <laughs> I agree. Listen, I mean, it's it's really a part of the psychological warfare that's going on right yeah. now. It is to make you feel confused. It's to make you feel overwhelmed, to weigh you down, kind of like this big wet blanket being thrown over you. That like, It's exhausting. Uh, it's a part of trying to make you feel like you're the only one. Yes. You're all by yourself. No one understands, right? And all of it is meant to, to beat you down, to keep you quiet, to get you into a sphere of just extreme sadness or depression, um, and, and, and ultimately just to throw your hands up and do whatever you're being told, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and, and, and I, and I get it. it. It's real. The feeling is real and it is so overwhelming. So sometimes, I mean, I'm traveling all around the nation and I get so sad. I meet so many people with their stories. Um, you know, I've met so many young girls who were lied to and told that they could be a boy. Mm -hmm. All they needed to do was cut their breasts off. All they needed to do was to get a full hysterectomy. These are the 
beautiful little girls, right, uh, who really don't even look like a girl or a boy at this point because of the hormone therapy that they've been given. And you're listening to all these stories, and I tell you, you know, I mean, it is extremely sad. And yet I have to remind myself that this is not all that there is. And I have found a lane for myself. This was not something that I grew up in or that was handed to me. No one has given me anything, but I've I've just looked around and said, what more can I do? And that is my word of encouragement is to, if you are, if you are, if you, if you're sensing something and you feel the need to say it, or you're looking for someone else to say it, I promise you, if you will just stand and say it yourself, you will find that there are so many people who are who think exactly as you're thinking. Yes. And you just never know. Again, I was sitting at home on my floor, <laughs> homeschooling my children. <laughs> this was not in my DNA or my bloodline. Um, I'm not a part of the elite group of people. No one came knocking on my door saying, hey, Kathy, let me give you this platform. Um, even now, I think there are a lot of people, even in our own party, who would just wish I would just go away mm-hmm. already and just be quiet. Just pretend she never existed. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I, I honestly believe that there are a lot of people who are like that. I mean, like, not just believe it. I know it. Right. There's a lot on our side who wish that someone like me. Uh, with my willingness to speak truth, my willingness to engage people in conversation that I just didn't exist. But <laughs> newsflash, I ain't going nowhere. That's right. And, um, and, and, and honestly, that's my word of encouragement to the moms, to the dads. Um, you know, there's so many great men and to our young boys as well. Um, just, I promise you, if you would have the courage summon up the courage to just say what it is that you feel, you will find there's a lot of people who are thinking exactly what you're thinking right now. Yeah, and I hope that this does catch on where we just say, no, you're you're not allowed to oppress me, suppress me. We'll talk moving forward a little more with Kathy Barnett as far as um, looking at this. I think it's a different women's movement that's forming and we see Riley Gaines. We have yeah. another actually guest coming to Bucks County who suffered through that. I know you know her. And I think Paula a lot of, Cannon. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are coming forward saying, no, 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 this is not allowed to happen. I've had it because we tried to be polite because we were told if we were going to speak out, well, we were ist. Whatever that is, yeah. sexist or mean, a homophobic or ignorant. Yeah. Or ignorant. That's yes. Right. Oh yeah, right. Like it's you're, all like about you're them. rube. It can never be about yes. what we're or you're feeling. not tolerant. You're being unkind, right? Um, it was just about being inclusive. And then you find out now where we find ourselves because this is a tyranny of the minority that we're living in right now, right? And it was created birth because of this, you know, like they want to have this tyranny against the majority. And there has been times in our culture where we've had tyranny of the majority, but the response, the answer to that is not tyranny of the minority, but that's what we're living under right now. The minority, right? The LGBTQAI plus it's this tyranny group, the climate cult that I call it. Um, you know, it's, it's this tyranny of the minority that's ruling over the rest of us.
telling us, shut up, sit down, be quiet. You're ignorant. We know more. Just follow the experts. How many times did we hear that during COVID? Yes. Shut up, sit down, take this experimental jab, whether you want it or not. Yes. Uh, and if you don't, then you're trying to kill granny. Right. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's they're not tolerant. Yeah. They're not inclusive. They don't want to have a conversation. Just shut up and get in line. It's so true. We, we have so much to talk about. And we'll talk about, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy and next Wednesday, which I know you'll be there. And so, <laughs> <Very excited. laughs> uh, uh, you know, so we have the insider's view as far as somebody preparing to be right there for the first big POTUS debate and then talk about because we're both of moms of teenage kids and what's happening with locally, nationally, these trends. And there's some new studies and information about teen boys, teen girls. And Kathy and I see that in real time in our lives. So we're going to continue the conversation, right? You can stick around a little bit more. Absolutely. All right. Kathy Barnett in the house. Is this awesome? High energy. You know, I told you about the fact that I took my um, my teenage son yesterday. We're back today, this afternoon, to Piazza Honda in Springfield. Looks like, Michael, we're going to get him a Honda Accord. And normally, I, and I'm not saying I'm one of these parents who normally would say we're buying him a car because I didn't buy, I had to save up for mine. But the one thing was that he, so he graduated from high school and this was post-pandemic. We didn't even have a party. And then Dean's List. His, you know, Dean's List uh, at Penn State, straight A kid, working so hard as a lifeguard, volunteering and now getting a job with the Police Athletic League and working every Friday night, Saturday night and so on and so forth. And now he's going to need to be he's going to we need him because we both work early mornings. We need him to drive our younger son to school. So that's why we were at Piazza. It's kind of an urgent matter. We got, we got to get him a car. He's got to take David to school in the morning. So he's our school bus driver, if you will. So the thing I said to him was, yeah, Michael, we're going to the Piazza Honda in Springfield. Uh, you will not be getting one of those Maseratis that Piazza also handles, the Piazza Premium Automobiles. That's for people who have come to a certain stage in your life. You've worked for it. You've earned it. And why not turn to my friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles? They're always here for you, and they're across the tri-state region. So whether it's Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, newest location, Jaguar Land Rover in Harrisburg. So find your Alfa Romeo. You know I dream of this day because, you know, for like Kathy and I, we're still the minivan moms, but someday. <laughs> I Right? <laughs> we dream of that Maserati. <laughs> I cannot wait. And don't eat your, you know, Slurpee and your bananas in my Mercedes Benz or Porsche, whichever one it is that we're dreaming of. The Jaguar Land Rover, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Please turn to them. P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. We'll be right back with much more with Kathy Barnett. We have the grassroots national director, Kathy Barnett, in the house. We'll talk about the candidate she believes in, Vivek Ramaswamy, but as well the other candidates who she knows quite well. So we'll get Kathy's take on that. I want to begin, though, Kathy Barnett, with talking about, you know, motherhood, parenthood of teenagers and kids and where kids are going with regard to politics and their political party that they embrace. There was a recent study that we had both seen I mean, the latest, there are many studies on this, looking at America's classrooms and especially post-pandemic, because I think a lot of kids we know um, through throughout the ages will talk about this time as far as being banned from classrooms or masked 
in classrooms and the impact that it had on them. But we know during this time that we've we've not seen a time in our modern history where especially teen boys are, I mean, jumping up as far as being supportive of the Republican Party and identifying as, we talk about what do our kids identify as, as conservatives. <laughs> yes. Isn't that, isn't that something new and welcome, right? And not just conservative, but very conservative was on that poll as well, right? And you and I, we both have uh, teenagers. My son is 17. How old is your son? Yeah, my David's 17. Yeah. And yeah, Michael's a year and a half older. So we're yeah. right in that wheelhouse. So we're right there. And I see it. So so just from an anecdotal perspective as moms, we see that our boys are, you know, they're they're looking for ways to be more more masculine. The kinds of YouTube videos my son is looking at, like how do you dress as a man and just different kind of things, right? And how do men carry themselves? I see him kind of watching those kinds of videos, but also also just listening to the conversation that he comes home after school having with his father and I about, you know, just how overly sensitive the girls are and how ridiculous some of the girls are <laughs> and how they're just kind of over it. And I get it. I, you know, um, so, you know, from from an anecdotal perspective. But then, as you just alluded to, there's a survey that just came out. The Hill reported on it. And here are the numbers. I don't know if you have it in front of mm-hmm. you, but um, uh 12th grade boys are trending more conservative. And according to this annual survey that tr- that that tracks the trends among young people, uh, 12th grade boys are more than two times identifying as conservative or very conservative. <laughs> now, it's the opposite for our, our young girls. <laughs> I, and that's what's amazing. I mean, not amazing, just the jump that you see. So it looks Huge like... Jump. Over since the mid-70s, and this is a Michigan University of Michigan monitoring the future youth survey that people Uh picked up on, and everybody has a different take and getting different psychologists to look at it. But what you see here is that over the years, they were kind of consistent, and only about 13% of teen girls would, over the years, have identified as conservative. I find that fascinating as to why. But for boys, all of a sudden, gee, I wonder what happened in about what, what do they say, 20? Uh, 2020, 20, like 2020 is when you see, well, yep. uh, yeah, like like 2020, you know. I'm I, looking I at the graph. Thinking, I'm looking at this graph without my glasses on right now. But, a, but 26% in 2020. Yeah. And that, think about what happened in 2020. That was the last year of Donald Trump, Donald Trump's presidency right yeah and it was the covid wow. lockdowns it was the whole Me Too movement i mean because even in in um uh, 2015 you see this you know the boys uh started declining those who identified as being liberal right around 2015 you begin to see this sharp decline well, what's going on you got the me too movement and just believe the girls if a girl says it then the boy must yes. have done it right there's no other explanation to any of this and and again i you know as i was saying earlier i I mean, like, why is this happening? Yeah. And in large part, I believe our young people are just starving. I believe we, uh, Generation X and um, mm-hmm. uh, boomers and the millennials have done such a disservice to our young children. I mean, uh, um, the Gen Z's is the first generation where we've told them science 
is what you think it is, right? Yeah. That is, you know, that there is no such things as XX chromosomes or XY chromosome. You just get to make it up. And a lot of these kids, it's like, you know, what's really interesting with this age is the time that they're supposed to stick it to the man, right? It's something within their DNA at this young age is to go against the tradition, to, go, to be a rebel, right? To be a hippie. And what we're finding is that the most heterodox thing you can do, you know, the most stick it to the man thing you can do right now is to say, um, I believe in marriage. <laughs> I believe there is a God. <laughs> I believe in, you know, um, I'm proud to be an American. Um, I believe in my own individual self-worth versus the collective, right? I mean, like, that's the most heterodox thing now. And so... I like and, Jason Aldean. Okay. Right. Or what about <laughs> the new guy? Ooh, that's rebellious. What about the new guy? Have you guys heard the new guy? Uh, what is yeah. it? Oh, the um, Richmond's Rich out Man. in Richmond. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it. It's, it's epic. So good. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. even into country. Neither am I. But, <laughs> but that's I that's it. real country, though. It is. You we know, don't because have it's facts, right? Yep. And, yep. And, and he's saying out loud what we're thinking. Can I tell you something? I'm not even making this up. My Michael sent me this at 1118. <laughs> Uh, Oliver Anthony, rich man, north of Richmond, right? I mean, he just sent me the song. You know, it's just so funny. Nine days, he got like 19 million views, right? Yeah. And, I mean, why? I mean, and 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 then you talk about Jason Aldean. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not into country. It wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily come across my path with your know, algorithms and all of that. But nonetheless, what is it? And I believe that that is what I tapped into when I was running. It's this mm -hmm. underbelly of what's going on on the ground, right? And it's this exact same energy that Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, who I am the National Grassroots Director for, <laughs> working with him. Just want to throw that out there. I know. <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> well, well, it's the same thing. It's that undercurrent. There's something there. Well, that's just it. And that's where I was going with this. Because when you, th I think of here at work, whether it's our executive producer, Anthony Dorenzo, who's 27, and then also Daniel Valdez. I think I don't know if Daniel had to take off, but Daniel's in his early 20s, just graduated college. They, especially Daniel, right from the right right from the get go, was like, "Who's this Vivek Ramaswamy?" Yeah, I Daniel love was him. early. I I really have warmed up to Vivek a lot <laughs> as well. I mean, it's you don't hear anyone speaking as articulately as honestly and his foresight on things and he just turned 38 yeah, it's so for true. young men it's yeah. true and we all want that everyone's i mean yeah. i think most voters say why are both of these candidates a combined like 142 yeah you know and, and you know i mean and that's a part of the calculus for us right because in order to do what is needed what vivek has as you said articulately laid out for us, right? We need to shut down the Department of Education. We need to shut down the FBI. There's 35,000 plus people working in the FBI uh, department and building, but only 15,000 of them are actually agents. The rest of them are just sitting around making up things to do to make the rest of our lives miserable. And so, but in order to, to go into office and do the things that needs to be done, put our military on our border facing the Mexican cartel, defending our border versus sending another dollar over to Ukraine. In order to do that, we're going to have to win in the general election by a moral 
landslide, a moral majority that that is undeniable, that gives the next president the mandate to go into the White House and actually do what needs to be done. And people like you, Anthony, uh, is uh, like you are a part of our calculus and is tapping into these young conservative men who are looking for something because we're going to have to Mm -hmm. whoever runs on the Republican side, you're going to have to be able to capture people like you and bring you to that voting booth to give us the moral landslide of an election that we need, right? And and I earnestly believe only Vivek, you don't have to take my opinion, go out there, spend 30 minutes just looking at YouTube videos of all the other candidates and figure out who is actually moving people your age to bring them into the Republican Party mm-hmm. to help us win, not by 50 plus one points, but by a very large majority. So let's listen. He has some audio. And then we do have the 2024 Iowa Republican Presidential Caucus Trafalgar Group today putting out. So we have some new polls, the Ooh. 2024 New Hampshire Republican Presidential Primary Trafalgar Group putting those numbers out. So let's listen in. I don't know if Kathy can sign on. You got to look on your phone so you can react to it because I I'm just seeing these. I didn't see them. Um, I, I think they're just coming out this morning because I didn't see them at certainly at six or eight a.m. when I was looking through these. But let's listen to Vivek as Anthony. Which audio are you going to play, Anthony? Yeah, he was with Tucker, which uh, he was very impressive. I think he continues to impress uh, whenever he gets this kind of spotlight. But he was asked if we're on the brink of chaos. Listen in. Do you get the sense as you travel the country, talk to people, speak, um, that we're on the, the it, it feels like we're on the cusp of chaos? I think we're on the cusp of something. I'd like to think of it as a revolution in a positive sense of that word. I think that, you know, I try to be an optimist at but times. You do feel like true. this is, oh, there's something going on. I, mean, yeah. I think we're like in a 1775, spring of 1776 moment in this country, actually. I think that people are hungry. Now, the form I want to see it play out in is reviving those shared ideals that unite us, that set the nation into motion in 1776, that I think are innate to our nature as human beings, as Americans. I think that there's a hunger for a revival of those ideals. That's where we are. But there's a lot of ways that energy could go. The way I would like to play my small role in helping channel that energy, it's not all going to be done by the U.S. president, but there's a role to play is to channel that energy towards a positive revival of that which unites us across our diverse attributes or divides. But if it doesn't go that way, there's a there's a dam that's going to break and, and the river's going to go somewhere. I hope it leads towards a national revival rather than, you know, other places where this could go. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I always love that he refers to our American history and it plays into Philadelphia, of course, because he's talking about 1775, 76, Second Continental Congress convenes in Philadelphia with the delegates, including Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, voting to form that Continental Army with Washington as its commander in chief. And then, of course, June 17th, Revolution's first major battle. So he's taken us back to history. And I love that he 
I love that he incorporates and weaves in our great American history and speaking of a revival, a revolution, if you will. Um, so let's talk about the the latest poll numbers. I just want to give Kathy a chance because I think yeah. these are just coming out. So early this morning, I think six, seven, eight, even into the eight thirty ish hour, we had talked about you know Vivek in the double digits, and it, it, obviously the polls are a snapshot. Fox News poll had Vivek Ramaswamy; he had jumped up to eleven and sneaking up on DeSantis at 16, Trump at 53, and everybody else well below. The Trafalgar group, um, so they're right now at the, and this is, keep in mind, I'm comparing oranges and apples, because obviously the Fox News poll that we've been talking about all morning with Vivek Ramaswamy in the double digits and climbing, that's a national look. The Trafalgar group is taking a look at just Iowa, the Iowa caucus, and then New Hampshire. So Iowa, Trump 42, DeSantis 16, Tim Scott 13, and then Ramaswamy 6. And as far as New Hampshire, Trump pops up to 50 in that one. DeSantis dropping to 11. Christie shows up at 9, Scott 8, Ramaswamy at 10. So these are significant, you know, because we, what, you know, you tell me, Kathy, but I always look at the trends. Who's going up? And then who's, who's going dropping. down, yeah. right? And so what, you know, when, tell me, and you're working within a campaign, when you're seeing all of these and putting them in perspective, you say what? Yeah, it, and I'm going to answer that, but then I, I do want to get back to, you know, to that clip that you mm-hmm. uh, aired yes. uh, aired with Vivek as well, because I think there's something for us to all glean from that. Well, this is my first time seeing Travolgar poll. Uh, it took me about an hour just to get here in the studio, and this has been out <laughs> here for about 58 minutes. <laughs> So this is my first time seeing it. Uh, this is very encouraging. And you're and you're right. There is a distinction between national polls versus mm-hmm. um, uh, the uh, the early voting states. Right. The first in the nation states, which Iowa, New Hampshire. That's why all of these campaigns focus on there because they go first. Um, and what's really interesting, the first thing that popped out to me when I was looking at the New Hampshire one is that, you know, Ron, Dis- OK, everybody knows Donald Trump significant a significant uh, um you know uh lead yeah there's a lot of time between now and uh january 15th which is when the iowa caucus takes place but so everyone just kind of looks at that and then we ignore it and then we look at all the others and when i'm looking at um new hampshire what's interesting is that vivek and uh ron DeSantis are tied and that made me think immediately to what i'm sure you and your mm-hmm. station has been talking about all morning yes and that is uh the leak of uh ron DeSantis' uh debate strategy yes. over a hundred pages of his debate strategy was put out online and new york times was tipped off on that and what's interesting is that in that hundred page trove of information on what the campaign is actually talking about in their strategy was their own internal poll that showed Vivek was surging, um, that he had a surge um, on DeSantis. And as a result, they were advising DeSantis, when you take the debate stage next week, make sure you put a sledgehammer to Vivek. (laughs) Make sure you pummel him and beat him up. And they tied it to these internal polls, their own internal polls that showed Vivek was surging. So what did that tell me? That it is true. (laughs) Vivek is 
surging. Um, it also is sad because I, you know, it also reminds me of what I went through here mm -hmm. in those last five days that when they see you surging, which I right. was now the internal conversation is by hell or high water, mm -hmm. by hook or by crook, destroy her. Um, destroy Vivek, get up there, call him all kind of names, you know, tarnish him, get some blows on him because then the mainstream media will pick that up and then they will just cover that over and over and over again with you, you know, pummeling him. And as I said, when I ran, I say even today, how has any of that benefited us? Because we allowed them to do it to me, now we're stuck with Fetterman. And yes. because now you see uh, DeSantis is no different than all the other swamp creatures being told what to do by his by his big dollar donors. Again, that's something for the American people to pay attention to, to get your head, wrap your head around that, that we are being led by a group of elites who believe you are not in a position to actually handle the truth. They know better. They're going to coddle you and just kind of leave you down the path you want to go. And that has always been my charge to the voters is that I understand the high power, high dollar activity that's going on over here all around us. But I saw it in my own race. We have power still. And we're watching it now with Vivek. But we have to be very mindful of this. Just to, just to give an, an excerpt of this, and we talked about it very early this morning. So uh, they say that NBC News was made aware of the documents exist. Everybody's reporting on it by now. But right. they were made aware of the documents' existence uh, by a person not connected to either De the DeSantis campaign or the super PAC for DeSantis. They also have reported it's not uncommon for these super PACs to post these kinds of memos online but they try to post it somewhere in a hard-to-find place as a way to get around all the laws because by law... You're not supposed to have any conversation. There's supposed to be a firewall, a very strong... I mean, I was told this. I was mm -hmm. educated on this by my treasurer. You do not talk to the people in your super PAC. I had a super PAC, didn't get a lot of money, but when we when we um, uh, erected that super PAC, that was... I mean, it's a very lengthy conversation that you cannot have, that the two cannot talk. There's a firewall in between. So... Because DeSantis is not getting, um, there has not been a lot of donations to the campaign. He is relying upon the super PAC, which has almost $200 million, to do all of this deep dive research, oppo research, doing the polling. And in order to get information to, uh, to, to the campaign, what they generally would do, apparently, mm -hmm. is that they take all of this research, they're supposed to put it in some hard-to-find spot on the website that only the campaign <laughs> Oops, knows they didn't where only the campaign people know to go look for so, it but these people put it on the super PAC website itself <laughs> <laughs> not too bright you can't make this up you for next week and where i'm you have to we have to make this a regular thing kathy barnett as because you know i love you we love you and we're so happy for you um that you're doing this it's exciting but Final moments here next week. You will be there. I will. For that first POTUS GOP debate. 
just give us some just give us an inside look at what you prepare for in the next few days. Yeah, I think what we're going to see for the other campaigns, you're going to see, you know, Ron DeSantis dossier leak told us what we are to expect from them, much more of what we've always seen, a lot of bl- uh, a lot of mud slinging among Republicans, right? No one's going to talk about really the issues. I think what we can expect from Vivek is much of what we've seen uh over the past 5 months and that's him being trans parent, him bringing solutions, him inspiring the nation to move forward. Uh, you know, we can delineate all of the all of the ills that have gone wrong with our country. I know I do. Right. Like, look at all the stuff that has gone bad in our nation. But he is going to do what he's always done. And that is to cast a vision for what are we running to as a nation, what does it mean to be an American? Because we believe if we can explain that to the American people, then it goes back to that clip you played, the 1775. I got to run. So we have to leave it there, Kathy. We're way over. But uh, we, we appreciate you for sure. And it's uh, could be it could be a big moment. Will it be a do or die situation? We await that big debate next week. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.